As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Back here for another episode of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott, fiduciary advisor, and myself as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. We get these emails from time to time that says, uh, well, what is your title? My title is Guy That Lobs Questions at Charles. That is my official title. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Life's simple. It's fine. It we try to, make, to not make it complicated. There so you go. We're happy. We're healthy. What the hell else do you want? <laughs> I like it. That sounds I good mean, to me. Seriously. Yeah. We're having a good time and glad to get up every morning and both of us wake up. That's always a good thing. Always a good sign. Was it uh, Carl? <laughs> was it late? The late Carl Reiner that said, "I wake up in the morning, I check the obituaries, and if I'm not in it, not I go downstairs it. and have breakfast." Yeah, that's right. It'll be a good day. That was a great. Start. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, so today's the 16th that we're dropping this out uh, when we're putting this thing out, and it's my birthday. And I'm well, happy birthday. Uh, thank you. I'm the big five zero. Uh, and so I know, right? So I thought it would be interesting to have a little conversation about age and wisdom <laughs> and how they play into financial planning because I think a lot of people, Charles, and you've seen this over the years, I'm sure, that 50 kind of serves as this almost unofficial, you know, how we always say, um, what is it, Memorial Day is the unofficial kickoff to summer, right? That right. kind of thing. I think 50 is the unofficial kickoff to thinking more heavily about retirement. I think people, would you say that's fair? People start to put a little bit more focus on it when they turn 50? Yeah, I guess if you're going to pick a big round number, 40, you think you're still relatively immortal. At 50, you know you're not. And at 60, uh, if you haven't done it yet, you well, I was gonna say, hopefully, have a problem. Yeah, yeah. hopefully you no, started no, no. before 60. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 50 is kind of the, I would say, yeah, it's a reason. Yeah, kind of a turning point of, okay, I okay. got to get serious. I've been, I've been, you know, I've been doing okay, but I better really make sure I'm doing okay. Right, right. Well, if it's not, we're coining this phrase and we're making 50 the unofficial kickoff to retirement planning. So there we go. Okay. There's an old saying, an old quote that says, age is the price of wisdom. And I think our bodies tell us that on a regular basis, right? As we get a <laughs> yeah, little Okay. <laughs> we heard a I little bit been, more. I bet it should have been smarter running that race or playing that game. Yeah. Exactly. So let's see how it applies to the, fi- how does that actually, just that old saying right there, apply to the financial world? Oh, I think it's absolutely true. A, you know, age is the price of wisdom. We say it to everybody that comes in the door for the very first time. There's three things that go on out there. There's information, uh, there's knowledge, and there's wisdom. Information's everywhere. I mean, you can find more stuff on the internet right now about investing in finances than when I was a stockbroker for a major Wall Street brokerage firm. Right. I mean, it's just, it's everywhere. Because it's everywhere doesn't mean it's good, but it's everywhere. (laughs) And there's a ton of it. There's knowledge that comes next, and knowledge is having the ability to sit through all of the information and sort of begin to figure out what makes sense and what doesn't make sense and what's applicable and what's not. Right. So it's really important. And wisdom, honestly, is only comes with age and experience. Isn't that, kind of, isn't that kind of a, a, an interesting cosmic joke? You know, it's like, you know, why couldn't I be a little smarter earlier on? <laughs> oh, no, it's true. But you can't, it, it's, it rarely ever works that it way about know. things. And you just kind of have to see how do I take all that information that have you know that is percolated for a long time, and I know more about all of this stuff. But right. how can I do things that are wise and appropriate for for myself as well as for clients? Yeah. And it's there's no trick. 
There is no trick. It's just, it takes time to figure all this stuff out. You can know all of the stuff, but what do you do with it? It's a whole different, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. And anybody who's had, you know, has kids knows that even with all the knowledge we get as if, especially if you have you have kids later in life, right? You've become wiser as well. And you try to impart that to them. And, you know, some of it sticks just like it did for us, right? Oh, sure. But a lot of yeah. it doesn't stick and they have to kind of, you know, learn the hard way, so to speak. And it's the, yeah. it's an interesting thing about human beings that way. We we, we have all this information uh, in front of us and we can hear it, but we don't assimilate it very well. No, but it's amazing. I Our kids honestly said it to us, but I had said it about my parents. It's amazing how much smarter my parents get as I get old. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> very true. Because they just keep, keep pounding into, your, into the head. Very, and, very true. And eventually it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Who very knew? true. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about some of the, those situations that you've seen because you've sure. been doing this for many years. Is there anything that you've consistently heard or saw people you know, come across and say uh, that they wish they had done sooner or known sooner or done differently when they were younger? Because, I mean, obviously we all have this in life, right? Oh, man, I should have, oh, could have, yeah. would have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. But is there like a big one or two from a financial you know, standpoint? No, I, I mean, I think the biggest and it's a very generic statement, is that they had really paid more attention and learned more earlier so that they could begin to put the pieces together. You know, they don't have to get them all put together yet, but they have to kind of begin to, to figure out how do I do this? What, what are the key components of coming up with a plan that's going to work really well for me for the rest of my life? And how do I invest and how do I do the other stuff? Uh, and I just think it's you know, I mean, it's amazing to us how many people come in and they could, you know, almost at any age. And so have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Have you thought about this other thing? Mm-hmm. And they, you know, and sadly, so many times there's just this blank stare coming back at us. Like, no, I never thought about that. Okay, that's okay. That's why you're here now. But I think the, the I waited too long to begin to really think about this is the is the biggest one is that's the thing that's doesn't surprise me. But I think it's just human nature. Yeah. I often hear that, you know, I wish I would have started saving sooner or I wish yeah. I would have gotten to, you know, started working with a, a professional sooner. Uh, same yeah. kind of same kind of idea. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, and maybe the other one is like like taxes. I think uh, recently we've heard a lot of people saying, I wish I would have been more tax efficient sooner. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So those yeah. are like the big three, it's, if you were going to put three things together. I think so. And those are, you know, I mean, there's only five things you can do in financial planning and that's you know, well, those, are, those are some of them. I mean, you know, so yeah, if you just, just begin to plan. Exactly. As people approach retirement, Charles, do you find that they worry about financial issues more or less than they did when they were younger? This would be interesting. Like, so, you know, when you're young yeah. family, like you're stressed, I mean, I was stressing all the time when I was in my late twenties sure. with a kid and so on sure. and so forth. How does that look when you start to age? Do we, do you see it more? Do you see it less? Uh, I think it really, honestly, truly, and it goes back to what we've just been talking about. It depends on how they paid attention in the beginning. You just, you know, there are there are certain things you should be doing at certain ages that if you don't, you're just going to have to do them later, probably. But there are some things that if you take it care of, you're young and you're you're just, you know, you're just having kids and you're doing all this stuff. And you know, I, the simplest explanation there would be: Do you have enough life insurance? And what you need to buy is the most term insurance you could possibly afford, because all you're doing is protecting against dying. As you get older and more successful financially, there's other kinds of life insurance that you could use that do something completely different than just create a death benefit for you. And that, you know, so, I mean, it's just all the parts of this that change over time. And I just think people, we rarely come in and have some, anybody say, and I can't even remember the time it's ever really happened. I can think of a couple of clients where it's like, yeah, I pretty much nailed this early on and I just got (laughs) lucky because I didn't, I didn't know this just made sense to me. So they did it and it was right. 
And, you know, we never tell somebody that, that that's wrong. It's just, how did you come to that conclusion? And what can we do to maybe now that you know where you really want to go, change course a little bit and get you there anyway. So right. I got you. Okay. I, yeah. Interesting. Because I think a lot of us, you know, obviously we always stress about money to a degree. I think that's just, you know, a, a fact oh. of, of the world we have created as humans over the last however many you know years you want to go back. It's always been yeah. a situation. But if you, with anything, if you've done a decent job of planning, you can hopefully mitigate, right, those oh, later yeah. in life fears um, and not and not feel like, oh, I'm going to get to 72 and, and be, you know, stressing every day because who wants that, yeah. right? That's no. no fun. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's no, no, no. Okay. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just right, just, but something, yeah. Yeah, it has, to, it has to work for you and your family. Okay, so my wife and I were joking with our, our kid not too long ago, Charles. We said, <laughs> we said, uh, listen, you're you're killing it now. She because she just uh, over the summer she uh, moved up another rank in the military, so she went cool. up another higher one higher. And so we were like, hey, you're you're on your way. You're doing great. She reenlisted for a few more years. So we were joking with her. We said, so you really don't need us to leave anything behind or the house or anything like that. So. You know, we're just going to blow it all and spend it all and blah, blah, blah. And just having a kind of some, you know, poking some fun at her. And it got me thinking about it because my wife used to be, and this is no joke, just a few years ago saying, well, I want to make sure we do this for her when we pass or this or that for her when right, we pass. Right. And she literally has started changing. Like she's more serious about, no, let's go have fun and enjoy these things and blah, blah, blah. Do you see that? Do you find people changing their opinion about leaving a legacy as they age? Did they maybe start with you? Let's say, you know, I don't know it. Let's say at 60, they're working with you and they're, they're saying, this is what we want to do from a legacy standpoint. But yeah. when they get to 70, they're like, you know what? I changed my mind. Yeah. I want to do something different. Yeah, it happens. And I think that's a good thing. I think they just adapt how they really want to go about doing it. Or things happen just like you were describing with your daughter. She's going to be successful. It's going to be fine. There's there's no reason to have to scrimp and save now to take care of her later because she'll be fine. You know, so I, I think that's a relief to a lot of parents. It's like, oh, we did a pretty good job. They figured it out. And there's some parents that is like, this kid's a mess, has always been a mess, and there's nothing I can do about it because uh, I've tried and they're, you know, I mean, it's, you, you just never know how it's going to turn out. But there's some of that anxiety of making sure that as a good parent, you want to provide, yeah. then you get to the point where it's like, okay, uh, they'll be all right. So we can, you know, we don't have to go blow it all, but we don't <laughs> also have to save it all and not do anything that we, you know, miss doing the things that we yeah, choose yeah. to do to try to save them financially. If well, we taught them well, if we taught them well, and they were, you know, then- at some point in time, y'all got to make your own way anyway. That is very true. You know, and there's no right or wrong answer to it, right? It's totally what you no. want to do. You know, we, I, I've heard one, you know, we always hear people say, uh, do you want to bounce the last check to the funeral home? You know, if yeah. you want to go that route, I heard a gentleman say, I'm leaving my kids a credit card statement. <laughs> I thought that was pretty. Okay. I thought that was pretty funny, but you know, it's all it's totally subjective. You know, I, I think yeah. a healthy place, and again, everybody, you do what you want, right? But I think a healthy place to at least view it from is we're not going to sacrifice our retirement, and we're going to live, you know, live our retirement the way we we'd like it to be, we want it to be, and whatever's left over, that's what we'll divide up right at the end because. That way you're not shortchanging yourself. I think that's a healthy place to be at. And look oh, at I it. do too. I absolutely, I do. Uh, and I think that's the, you know, if that was, that's the philosophy most people should have. Do the best that you can for yourself and for your kids, but yourself first. Yeah. Especially for entire retirement. Because you spent your whole yeah. life doing the best for your kids. That's right. Yeah. And you it's know, really can, not can, that selfish either, Charles, because if we don't, 
you know, and then we, we sacrifice too much for them as we're getting into retirement. We've had these conversations before. You might wind oh, sure. up leaning on them at a time when it's not real, you know, convenient for them. They might be in their, their 30s or early 40s trying oh, to I raise know. their own family, yeah. and now they got to take care of mom and dad. Yeah, that's a, that whole, that's a challenge that they become the sandwich generation, yep. older parents, young kids. It's, yep. it's, it can be really difficult. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, again, age and wisdom, well, you know, we all, we all know it, we all experience it. We're feeling it as we get older. So hopefully, um, you know, it's been kind of fun just to kind of think about that and take a look at how have you changed as you've been aging and getting close to retirement. And with that said, we're going to jump in and take a couple of email questions Ooh, uh, from the okay. last couple of weeks that have trickled back in now that we're back to doing these things. So we have got Karen in Phoenix, and she <laughs> says, Hey, Charles, what is your opinion of RoboVisor? It's stuff that I hear about. Is it worth looking at? I think it's worth looking into. I will ask you a very simple question, Karen. It is, do you like talking to people or just typing? If you like just to type, you know, you're not going to have a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because yeah. you just got to, you know, they've got all these algorithms and you put all the information in and it tells you what you ought to do, but you can't talk about it. And I don't know. I mean, it, to me, it's real simple. Have, have a conversation with somebody. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's my, that's the coin of the realm in a financial planning world. You have to have a conversation with people yeah. because you cannot. We tell people all the time, you're asking questions that need to have a conversation if I get an email. So don't, I will not do an email string with you. Call me. We'll talk. It's so much better because then we can get to the real heart of what's going on. And there's a conversation and you find out and you adapt that conversation to to go where you want. So do they serve a purpose for in certain circumstances? Sure. But, you know, the best app in the world is the one that's in between your ears (laughs) called your called your brain. Just use it sometimes. And it's got some massive computing power. So no kidding. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, I, that's that's the yeah. Uh, I, I'm with you. If, I was gonna. I say, don't know. I'm I'm old fashioned. I'm happy to be old fashioned. I'm old school. Well, Charles, if you're Probably. ordering if you're ordering pots and pans or something on Amazon or something like that, oh, then, yeah. the, then the app is fantastic. But sure. if you're talking about, hey, let's say Karen, and I'm not picking on you. I'm just trying to give you some things to think about. If you want to use one, use one. But you know, it's if you're if all of a sudden you say, hey, I need my daughter just sprang on me that she wants to get married and she wants to have a destination wedding and you know across the pond there in, in Hawaii. You can't call up the robo advisor and talk about the best ways and the most tax efficient ways to get access to that money to do it. And yep. I think there's that conversation piece where you can call, let's say Charles, for example, and you're like, Charles, you know. You know Mary Sue's getting married and he's like, Oh, Mary Sue. And you guys, you know, you're having this conversation. People understand and they, they feel and they can relate and they can go through it because they empathize. This is what you and I do. We talk about stuff. Exactly. I'm sure that the people listening to this will say, well, that's a way better way of doing it than just having, you know, you could, I'm sure Mark, you can do a robotic voice, but then you can't (laughs) respond. So you can just simply ask questions, but I could pre-program it and just have it love them to you that way. But then I can't go back and forth. Then I don't need to do these if that's the case. I hear you. That's no fun. Well, Karen, hopefully that helps. I mean, to Charles's (laughs) point, you know, they, can they serve a purpose just like anything tech? I think it can, but there are some industries where I just feel like having, you know, a person to talk to is beneficial. Uh, I don't mind using the McDonald's app to order my food, but I certainly don't, because I don't need to talk to them, but I certainly want to do the same thing when it comes to planning and talking about my retirement. I want to have a person. That's my opinion. Mine too. Yeah. This is the second podcast back in the, 
in the fall here after having, I took the summer off. That was my choice just mm-hmm. to not, not because I don't like talking to Mark. Everybody sure, should know by now sure. we, we have, we have a good time. <laughs> um, but I read a couple of books I thought were interesting and I wanted to share. Absolutely. Good so one. one of them is called essentialism. It's the, dis, it's by Greg McKeon spelled M C K E O W N. Uh, heard about it from a client thought this sounds like a really interesting idea. Essentialism. It's the disciplined pursuit of less. Find the things that are really, really important to you, whether it's personally or professionally or whatever it is, and get rid of the rest of the stuff. Just focus on the things that are truly essential. It will make your life simpler. It will make it easier. It will be decluttered. And there's there's a step-by-step process that you go through to, to do that. If you are pulled in a bunch of different directions you're at work, for example, just learn how to say no to things politely. It's hmm. It was a really interesting way of just saying, let's just keep it simple, stupid. Well, we talked about but, that two weeks ago, right? Simplicity was, uh, yeah. was a good oh, key yeah. to things. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it, 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 but this this was a really kind of interesting way of looking at the things that you do all the time and then saying, is that really, really important? If it's not, don't do it. You know, or do less of it and fade out of it and just see where you come back and then focus on the things that are really important. I, I just found it interesting and I would recommend it because, I mean, I got it from a good friend of ours and it's made a huge difference in his professional life. And it was called um, essentialism? Essentialism. Yep. Greg okay. McKeon, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. We'll, uh, we'll, put a, was, we'll put a link to it in the podcast notes. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, the other one that I saw, and this one wasn't as stunning to me, but the other one was digital minimalism, hmm. choosing choosing a focused life in a noisy world. Oh, and wow, it's by yeah. Cal, Cal Newport. And these are, there, there is a theme here, obviously. And it's like, I never had a problem with the digital stuff. I am not connected. My phone is a phone. It could do other stuff, but my phone for me is basically just a phone. I, I am not looking at all of this other stuff that goes on out there because frankly, it just gets in the way of a bunch of stuff I'd rather do. This, for me, the in reading this book, the history of how all of Facebook and Twitter and all of these digital communication setups right. was created and how they morphed into what they are today and how they continue. But I thought was very interesting historically. But you know, the whole idea is, I remember years and years and years ago when I very first got into the business, somebody said, well, I was I watch this person and they talk about this and it, and it from a financial point of view and it really bothers me. I said, don't watch them. Right. It's not that hard. Yeah, and, and, change was, the channel. and it was like, what do you mean? Don't watch them. Don't watch them. If it bugs you, don't do it. Yeah. Oh, if you, is it if you don't easy? like a TV said, show, change the channel. You don't have to. Yeah, we've yeah. got, well, this that's the kind of the part, problem with all this ban this or cancel that and so on and so forth that we're living in right now. It's like, look, if you don't like something, just don't just pay attention it to off. it. And exactly. take away your take away your purchasing power, which is your dollars. If you don't yeah. like, uh, I don't yeah. know, pop tarts because they somehow offended you, well then don't buy them. But don't buy them. You know, you don't have to go on a campaign to try to put them out of business because <laughs> right. you that won't work. But just yeah. just say just say no, no, thanks, no, don't I'm want good. to. Yeah, exactly. But did, you know everything? You could be connected all the time. I mean, we see people again. I'm old fashioned. I'm proud to be old fashioned, but I'm not out of touch. Right. So well, there's a, I think there's a nice difference there too. I do too. Um, otherwise, I would not do it this way because I do it the way I want to do it. By God, because that's that, always what I've done. That's how that's how we roll here in America, that, right? Well, that's that's yeah. Um, but these were just very two interesting books, sort of similar themes, which I 
that wasn't on purpose at all. It's just sort of the way it turned out. Yeah. And they were both very, very fun reads and pretty enlightening. And I'm going to actually go back and read Essentialism again because it was like, and I don't do that very often. Nice. Well, I'll tell you um, what, I'll have Charles, uh, I'll have Charles give us a link to him. We'll pop him up in the show notes. And if folks want to check him out, they can for digital super. minimalism and essentialism. So. <laughs> There you go. A couple, is- couple of isms for a you. A couple of isms as we wrap up the podcast this week. Well, Charles, thanks for hanging out with me, Chain, uh, talking just age and wisdom. Uh, it happens to the best of us. It happens to all of us. And uh, maybe some of these things, uh, some of these little uh, summer reading things that you had might help folks deal with some of that stuff as well. But as we're aging, just you know, remember that stuff's going to change. The, the, the plan you have is going to change or the plans you've made are going to change. Uh, everything has to ebb and flow. It's not set in stone because life is going to ebb and flow. So as always, if you need some help, reach out to Charles, have a conversation before you take any action because we do talk in generalities a lot on the podcast, which you should always do when you're hearing any financial information from any source. And you can stop by and Check that out at PelotonCapital.com. That's where you can subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, so on and so forth. PelotonCapital.com. P-E-L-L-E-T-O-N Capital.com. All right, my friend, I'm going to let you go get out of here so my wife can take me to dinner for my birthday. And you have a fantastic one, okay? Happy birthday. And don't eat too much or don't drink too much or use Uber. I don't care. Okay. Well, I I will try. (laughs) She will drive. Good luck. (laughs) Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. You folks have a great day. We'll see you back in October here on Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott, fiduciary advisor at Peloton Capital Management. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.